Hi, guys, and welcome to the Ever After Podcast, where we talk about how to go from dating to happily ever after God's way. I'm your host, Seth, and I'm joined, as always, by my beautiful wife, Allie. Hi, guys. We are super excited to talk to you today about what does it mean to have a godly relationship? I know that's kind of a key question that a lot of people have. I know I had it when I first um, became a Christian and wanted to start pursuing a dating relationship um, that was godly and that was Christ-centered. Um, and I know a lot of other people that have had that question as well. So um, we are going to do our best to answer that um, today. Okay, so if we're going to answer that question, we need a starting point. So for our number one point, we're going to start with the Bible. So we're going to be centered around Christ and the teachings of Scripture. And the best place to start in Scripture really is Ephesians. So we're going to start, um, Allie's going to start by reading Ephesians starting uh, 5.21 and then read through 5.33. So go ahead, babe. Start. All right. Um, so Ephesians 5.21 through 33. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body, of which he is the Savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives submit to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave, her, gave himself up for her, to make her holy, cleansing her, by the washing with water through the word, and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In this same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated their own body, but they fed and care for their body just as Christ does the church, for we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery, but I am talking about Christ and the church. However, each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. That's a pretty pretty intense verse. So I think, obviously, this is going to be our starting point. So the, you know, this is kind of what we're going to center around, basically, Everything that we talk about marriage, we're going to center around this part of Scripture. So in order to do that, obviously we just read that. So then we just kind of start to break it down some. So I want to say that initially the very first thing that pops out to me and um, should always be included in this conversation is verse 21, that we are both in our relationship supposed to be submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Mm-hmm. Um even in this translation of the Bible, it even says these are the instructions for Christian households. And it literally starts with both the husband and the wife submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Mm-hmm. So if we start anywhere, we have to start there. So there's a, a natural submission and a natural order of each other serving one another. That's a pretty amazing thing to start with because so often I feel like people start in verse 22 and they just start with wives submitting to your husbands mm-hmm. and you know, the Bible doesn't actually start with the wives. It starts with the couple, mm-hmm. both people submitting to each other. Mm-hmm. And then goes on to say that the husband is the head of the head of the wife 
as is Christ, the head of the church. And he, obviously we know, laid down his life for her. He gave up all he had. Um, and I think it's in Colossians, but he says, it, you know, the verse basically talks about how Jesus, knowing full well that he was God, gave up everything he could to come down and die for us. So it's amazing. He was an heir to a throne and he served us in such a way that he gave up everything that he owned, deserved, you know, whatever his, his rights to the throne with God and came to serve us and die for us. So it's a really amazing thing when it really sets up the passage like that. But I would encourage you all to read that. We'll go into a deeper dive of that as well. But then the kind of the next stage Ali will talk about now. Um, so number two is committed to following Christ both individually and together. So I think that um, you definitely cannot have a Christian relationship, a godly relationship, um, if both, if you're not following Christ individually. So you can't expect, oh, you know, I... Um, I'm not really spending time with the Lord. I'm not, um, I don't have a personal relationship with him, but I'll be able to have a godly, um, relationship or a godly marriage. Um, it doesn't work that way. Um, you have to be committed to following Christ first, um, and committed to having a relationship with him first, um, and getting to know who he is. And then you're able to have a godly relationship with someone else. So, um, if they're doing the same thing. Yes. And if they have a godly relationship, um, which we'll get into some of that stuff later on. Yeah. That'll be another question we kind of, we kind of answer, but, um, yeah, I know, I feel like a lot of people always want these godly relationships, but they're not putting in work to have a relationship with Christ. Um, and so Christ kind of comes first. And if your relationship with him is not going well, then your relationship um, with someone else will not go well. So I think... Um, there's like an analogy with a triangle where you have you and your significant other, or you and your spouse, and then God is at the top of the triangle. And if your relationship um, with God is not going well, then your relationship with that other person is not going to go well. So, Kind of like if you break one of those two like sides, like if you're picturing just like a, a really cool triangle, you know. Just like a really cool triangle. And you break one of the sides, it's no longer a triangle. Both of the those three pieces are always needed in order to keep them functioning. Obviously, a s- extremely simplized kind of view of it. But it's still really important to kind of be able to at least capture visually in your mind what it should be. Mm-hmm. So, But yeah, and I think a lot of people, do you ever get this like where people are like, well, I mean, he went to church once. So like we could still have a godly relationship, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like we get that a lot. Have mm-hmm. you? All the time. All the time. And girls want to be like, oh, well, I can 
fix him. Yep. That's such a huge thing. Like, oh, or um, he has potential to be a Christian or Mm -hmm. um, he would go to church with me. Mm -hmm. So he obviously, you know, and it's when you start realizing like you're making excuses when you're talking to somebody else and you kind of know like, hey, this is not... um, could this be a red not flag. Standing out. Like, this is not, yeah. Like, yeah, definitely a red flag. Yeah. 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 If yeah. you're, if you're making excuses for the person, especially when it comes to something as central to your life as faith. So if it really matters to you and they don't have it and you're trying to make up for that by excusing it in some way, I can just tell you right now, it's going to cause a lot of friction. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you, if you want a godly relationship, first of all, you know, you really need to be committed to it personally. Mm-hmm. And then you need to find someone who is also committed to following Christ personally. Mm-hmm. That's that's crucial. That could, I mean, if, Senator, if, if our first point weren't the Bible, then the second point could be number one. But I mean, we do really have to start there. So it's, it's as good as we can get for number two. And for and two, I would add like that we when we kind of going back to number one, how godly relationships should be centered around Christ and the teachings of the Bible. And when we read Ephesians, I would encourage all of you guys to read Ephesians um, and read that portion of Scripture and really study it, um, and even maybe get a commentary that is a good commentary to really study what that Scripture means, um, because it truly is amazing how. God has laid out the idea of marriage as a reflection of his relationship with the church. So, and how beautiful that is and how we can represent it and how when you do marry someone, like that's a really important thing to think about. Like you are now reflecting the relationship with God and his church. It's a serious thing. It's not something to be taken lightly. So no I, don't know. I would encourage, yeah, I would, I would just encourage all of you guys to read it because I think that's when you really study that portion of scripture, you really start to see the importance um, of marriage and um, God didn't create marriage as, something just for you it was something to reflect mm-hmm. him so yeah it really does have higher purpose than just like your happiness which is pretty crucial to remember because marriage will not make you happy if you're not already happy and uh yeah marriage will not fulfill you if you're already not fulfilled no doesn't solve any issues yeah it doesn't do anything it, it just compounds everything so mm-hmm. if you're you know, having a lot of issues, they're not going to be made better when you introduce another sinner into your life. That yeah, close. they're not so. your. It's not your savior. Yep. Because you're marrying another sinner. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. It'll just make it worse. So really, take that seriously too. Don't get married if you got things to work on. Just kidding. We all do. But so take it seriously and take who you're dating seriously. Take who you're involved in a relationship with seriously. Mm-hmm. So then, for number three. We we can't say enough that you need to be intentional with your relationship from the start. Don't just date to date. We want to, and we meaning our listeners, mm-hmm. need to start dating with purpose. So you need to know just pretty much from the outset, like I want this to be a godly relationship. 
Well, automatically, if you want that, then that automatically means a certain amount of things. So like number one, number two, we're going to be centered around the teachings of Scripture, and we're going to find someone who's committed to following Christ individually. Mm -hmm. So if we're starting intentionally, that means we're starting with boundaries. We're starting by knowing the person um, has a great relationship with Christ. We're starting at a point where we feel like, you know, there is actually a ability for this relationship to progress on beyond just some fun stuff we're doing. I'll also include have fun while you're dating. Don't take it so seriously that you can't. But obviously, do take it seriously because it is a big deal. And we should probably take that a little bit deeper, I would say. I think, um, you know, what do you really define as dating with purpose? So it's it's got to be more than just starting intentionally. Like, what does it actually mean to start intentionally? What does it actually mean to have purpose in dating? So to really start that, mm-hmm. um, guys, this one is basically 100% directed at you. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're clearly defining the fact that you are committed to a relationship with this single girl. This, uh, this beautiful lady that you have decided, man, she is worth all my time and attention. <laughs> what that means is that you are not just hanging out. That's the thing. This all the Christian guys mm-hmm. just kind of like, and, and baby. I was guilty of this as well. <laughs> so I'm not saying it from a standpoint where like I never did this. It's really easy. You're intentional with for, me though. I was very intentional with Allie, which mm-hmm. is good. So I learned my lesson. Yeah. The problem is I'm certain that I confused a lot of girls because <laughs> I hung out with them and they ended DTRs. up. The, yeah, there were a lot of DTRs <laughs> determining their relationship yeah, talks. If anybody doesn't know what that means, if they never went to a Christian school. Yeah, you didn't school, go to a Christian school, that's DTR okay. DTR means define the relationship. Yep. I learned that when I transferred to a Christian school. Yep. You will not learn that in a public school. <laughs> and, yep, that's the only, that's one of the main, that's the core value you learn at Christian school. No matter which Christian school it is, one, Christian School 101 is DTR. Learn how to DTR. Yep. So the problem is, though, guys, you need to be taking the lead on this, which is you know something that obviously I just said I struggled with. Did I didn't see it as an issue until things started to get really difficult with some of my relationships with girls because they were like, hey, I thought you liked me, and they were really confused, and I ended up hurting them really badly because that wasn't the kind of thing I was pursuing. So the problem is that we can't just be hanging out because there's no purpose in that other than, I mean, yeah, I'm sure you think the lady's cool, so you know which lady you're thinking about now. But like if you're not if you're not pursuing her with purpose and being intentional and defining what it is your intentions are with her, she's going to be really confused and it could really hurt her and then it could end up hurting your relationship. So it's really tough because if you do really care about her, you need to also be aware that, man, like doing this the wrong way could end up hurting her. Um, and I mean, not like forever. I'm sure she's not going to be crushed, but obviously like crushed for like 20 years, but she'll get over you. Cause I mean, at this point you're just like the hangout loser guy. So, but if you really <laughs> like her, then you gotta be upfront with her because you're yeah. not going to get the girl you want to win. If you just simply go and hang out with her and get coffee. So that's a little bit of, that's a little bit of older man advice here. Seriously, just sit her down, take her out for that cup of coffee and just tell her, I like you. Mm-hmm. That will that will change the game. And if she doesn't reciprocate it, 
then that's fine because you'll have much harder things to get over in life later if you haven't already than a girl simply saying, I'm not that interested in you. Yeah. But, and I think too, like, I don't know. I don't know if guys, like, I don't know, you could probably speak to this, but I feel like they're so worried. I don't know. I don't know if they're just so worried about like getting turned down. Um, but it's kind of, I don't know. Girls are so confused when you're like, Hey, do you want to like, go out and get coffee but like you don't or go out like, to dinner and, and that confusing i won't pay but i invited you yeah and we're just friends but or you look like, really let's pretty just, like hang out and like watch a movie or something but on the couch with the lights low <laughs> yeah no girl's gonna be confused by that guy seriously right. no like, girl well and but Really, like, make it a point to say, hey, I really like you and I want to get to know you more. And I feel like girls, whether or not, like, they may not like you like that, but I will say that's a super attractive quality. Girls love being sought after. And so... And they also like confidence. And you yes. got to have some confidence if you're going to yes. go up and tell that pretty girl... That 10 out of 10, that you like her. So it's time to man up and say it. It'll yeah. it'll change the game for you. Yeah. So we'll go to the next <laughs> point. Okay, okay. We went way too long on that. But hopefully you enjoyed that point at least. Mm-hmm. Okay, so number two is that we're going to treat the person that you're dating or interested in and pursuing respectfully Physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Yeah. Respect with respect them physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Now, let's just repeat that a third time. <laughs> you need to respect them. And guys, I'm going to target you again on this. So you need to respect her physically. So keep your freaking hands off of her. You don't need to be instigating any type of physical touch, especially if you have not done anything to determine where you're at in the relationship. Mm-hmm. So if you guys aren't officially dating, then don't confuse her to an unbelievable end by just like trying to hold her hand or giving her those long, awkward hugs or even trying to kiss her, make out none of that. None of that. There's no, there's no respectful guy that should be in that position um, when he is not willing to commit to the girl. So that's just a calling, calling out anybody on that. And then um, even when you, you are dating. Yeah. Then, oh, yeah. You got to respect the boundaries even when you are dating. Yeah. Just when you're not dating, the boundary is you don't have any physical ability. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have anything. There's nothing there. You haven't earned your right. Mm-hmm. So you need to respect that. And, and you need we'll to respect her. And we'll go into boundaries her. another yeah, yeah. time oh, because yeah. there's a whole bunch more whole, for that. Whole bunch. But, Tune in for that one soon. Yeah. Okay. And then so what do you think it means – like for a lady to be respected emotionally and spiritually by a guy. You're asking me? Yeah, yeah, I'm asking you. <laughs> no, listeners, please respond. Um, no, um, <laughs> I don't know. I think respect respect them emotionally and spiritually um, means, you know, and don't do anything that's going to cause them like emotional pain. I think that is kind of both. Physically, you know, if you're not respecting them physically, then you're definitely not respecting them emotionally. And respecting them spiritually means also building them up spiritually, um, encouraging them in their spiritual walk. I know that when Seth and I started dating, um, he would always kind of ask me what I was reading and um, 
like how I was growing in the Lord that week. Um, and to me, that was crazy because I never had any um, guy care about where I was spiritually. Um, but because he shown interest in where I was spiritually, um, it just shown that he had respect for my relationship with Christ and saw that that was super important to me. And that was super important to, <laughs> to him as well, as well. Sorry, we have a snoring dog. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to keep her quiet while we record this. But yeah. Yeah. And I think too, like when you go into like the, the spiritual like respect place, um, being like, you know, the Christian circles, everybody's like, you know what? Before we start dating, maybe we should do a Bible study. Mm-hmm. And like that way I can really learn like, you know, does she really love the Lord? Is she taking this seriously? Um, that's not that's not a great place to start. So if you already haven't DTR'd, then you're going to have a really difficult time with your relationship because now you're growing spiritually. You're trying to grow spiritually together when you shouldn't be. So especially if you're not dating yet, dude, you know, like that ain't that ain't where you yeah. should be with your relationship. I if mean, you, and not only is this speaking to men, this is definitely speaking to women as no, well. Just like, the guys. No. But you Don't should be also losers. be respecting him physic I mean, still, I mean respecting him physically, emotionally, and spiritually, and really caring about where he is spiritually. Um and again, aspect and emotionally, don't get. I know so many people um, that start dating and they just pour everything into their relationship and all their emotions um, within the first week. And sometimes um, you're already emotionally attached to that person when you're not guarding your heart and you're just kind of pouring yourself into that relationship too quick, too soon. Um, so. And that kind of really, you know, puts us into the third portion, which is really like committing your, like committing to God's expectation of your heart and your actions while you're dating the other person. Mm-hmm. So you can't really have like a purposeful dating relationship if you're not going to take, let's say physical boundaries seriously or, spiritual and emotional connection seriously and just go, you know, do whatever you want. So it's really, really important that you start out by committing to, hey, I'm going to be holding this relationship to a higher standard, to a mm-hmm. standard that I feel like Scripture presents and I'm going to do it at the level at which is appropriate for where our relationship is, whether that's not dating, but showing your interest in the girl, dating, or obviously marriage because there's definite steps in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, I mean, I think you cover everything. I think, like you said, when you're dating with a purpose, when you're dating with a purpose to serve God and you're wanting a godly relationship, you have to be committed to God's expectations. Um, It's not your own expectations. It's not your own boundaries. It's not what you think you set. It's God's expectations of you um, and what he first wants you, what he sees I'm trying to think like how like his expectations for you as an individual and then his expectations for you in a relationship. Yeah. And obviously like Ephesians is really helpful because it lays out like, here's the goal of marriage. Okay. Well, perfect. 
Well, one thing not to do is to take that and say, this is what our dating relationship has to look like. Because it's not. It's yeah. not what God's saying. He's not saying, hey, when you date, like, guys, you're the head. Mm-hmm. You're not the head. You are not. That's her dad. That's any other guy except you. You don't have any say in your life. So I'll just make that very clear. That is not what it's saying. But what we need to be practicing is what is it to be a leader in the relationship? That's important. That's a mm-hmm. step in the right direction for the man who marries that woman who has her heart and who has committed before God to love her and treasure her and respect her and submit to her. That's where that kind of comes out. That's where you see, like, that's what the goal is. So how do we do that in a small way? So I think you have to be committed to the expectation, but you also can't go in and just say, okay, well, Ephesians uh, says I'm the head of the girl. So as soon as we're going out, I'm just calling all the shots. That is not. Well, and that's not what it means to be the head of. No question. And you can never right forget there. 21. Submit to one another out of reverence mm-hmm. for Christ. Mm-hmm. So that kind of concludes like at least at least our kind of, you know, the ground floor of, you know, what it means to date with purpose and then what it really means to have a godly relationship. So I think those two things go hand in hand. So it's just a purposeful way to approach dating, purposeful way to approach your relationships with guys or girls, you know, whoever the opposite sex is. So I guess really to just wrap it up, if you, if y'all could just sit down and read 521 through 33, that'd be amazing. And just like actually just dwell on that for a while. Just really, really dig into what that scripture is saying. And now they mentioned that before. Um, and just like just get a good feeling for what God's asking of a relationship in the future and then start preparing your heart for what that looks like now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. So if you guys have any questions, please, please feel free to comment on um, our Instagram, right? Yeah, comment on Instagram or uh, uh, shoot us like a direct message on there. Our messages are open. Um, it's ever it's at Ever After Talk on Instagram. So you can go ahead and hit us up on there. Ever After Talk. Ever After Talk. Yep. So we're talking about Happily Ever After, really. So, yeah, if you want to follow us on there. And then, like I said in the last one, you know, if you're really enjoying this, just, I mean, seriously, just take a quick screen cap of this uh, little episode on iTunes or, you know, whatever you listen to with Android. And uh, just post it in your stories and just share, uh, tag us in it and everything. We'd love to see you sharing it with friends and stuff. And, uh, you know, just help us to keep spreading the word about the podcast. So, yeah, next week we will be talking about. Um, like for what ladies should be looking for in a godly man and what men should be looking for in a godly woman. Yeah. So I'm really, I'm, I'm really excited about that. I think it's going to be real, real good. Mm-hmm. We may actually have to break it out into two because there might be just such a long list for either side. You never know. So, but yeah, tune in next week as we kind of delve into what it actually means to be looking for person the opposite sex who is a godly mm-hmm. uh, godly person. Yeah. So we'll just what say you godly want person. your future spouse. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a simple way to say it. Mm-hmm. So obviously, you know, y'all want world-class spouse. So tune in next week as we figure out what you should actually be looking for in that type of spouse. So thanks for joining us and uh, as always, we're just basically here to uh, to help everyone go from just a really good, uh, really good singleness to a really good dating relationship and a really great marriage that's just centered and focused around Christ. So that's our goal for everyone. 
Uh, no matter what stage you're joining us at, we're just really glad you're here. So like I said, uh, snap a pic, share a story, and uh, get your friends to listen. So thanks. Have a good day. Yeah, we'll see you next week.